T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations, and hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old Dirty T-Mill and Show, we have the latest for you. And the latest is the situation with DeMar Hamlin. And I understand it's 5 o'clock. A lot of people are getting off work. And I want to get you the absolute latest in the situation. First, in dealing with, uh, with him and his health and well-being, there has not been a major update since... Really, this morning, um, early, early, early in the morning, the Buffalo Bills released a statement that DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in the game uh, versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to UC Medical Center for further, further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. Also, um, the, the, the Bills released a little bit later on um, uh, in the morning that uh, he spent the night in intensive care unit in ICU and remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we've received thus far. Also, his family made a very moving statement as, uh, as well as they left, uh, as, as they let people know where they, where they were and how they were feeling and thanked many people uh, who had... Uh, would uh, would set their prayers and, and, and sent uh, their thoughts with them. Then the NFL, uh, according to Roger Goodell, the commissioner, they have decided to suspend the Bills-Bengals game. It will not resume this week. They've suspended it. It's not going to be played this week, although the NFL said in the statement by the commissioner, Roger Goodell, informed that teams uh, that the games would not resume this week, the game, excuse me, would not resume this week after consulting with both teams and NFL Players Association leadership. The league, however, has made no decision on resuming the game at a later date. And this week of games, week 18 games, are on as scheduled. Uh, So that is the absolute latest update. We will pass along any kind of news. There's not been any update, really. Tyler, you haven't seen one since really this morning? No, yeah, no no real concrete updates yet. no, No updates here. There is a vigil. Uh, a, a candlelight vigil that is for us planned to uh, to go on at 8.55 tonight. And I think, Clint, you said you saw a report that potentially that is when there could be an update made from the medical uh, personnel there at uh, University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Yeah, one of the very first uh, reports uh, from, from one of the guys that's covering it that I, that I remember hearing was that, that it's, 
it was from it was from the hospital, and, and they were saying basically that they were not gonna they were not gonna give any updates until uh, at least twenty four hours, yeah. be, you know, past the, the time that he arrived. So um, I would expect something to come tonight based off of that. I know there's been a million different reports, so make of it what you will. But but it, it was a specific report uh, from from a reporter that said the the, the hospital will not be making any any uh, statements or, or giving any updates within the first 24 hours that he's that he's in the hospital. So we I would expect to see to hear something later on tonight assuming again assuming that that things are 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 improving. Absolute first and foremost is uh, the concern uh and the health of 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 Tamar Hamlin. That's the the main focus. Uh, uh but other other things secondary even further away from that is it, going to be something here with the with the league making this decision. Uh, because going into that game, uh, this was a game that had a lot of implications in terms of, uh, of, of the postseason. And I, I look at this situation and seeing that they are not going to play the games this week, there is a real strong possibility that this game could be looked at as like a no contest and they move on because, as they're saying, the games will go on as, as, as scheduled this week. Uh, in week 18, starting Saturday, the thought would be, would they move everything back? And that is something that you wondered if the league is is seriously looking at because there's so many things connected financially, television-wise, with which obviously all of that does not matter compared to the – but it is something that they're going to look at in terms of wild card weekend and all that set to championship weekend to the Super Bowl. It'll be interesting to see what kind of decision they make, but it could be a deal where they just never played this game and it's just looked at as a no yeah. contest. Yeah, I mean, not to be insensitive to what's going on. I mean, I, I totally understand what, why they, they didn't finish last night's game and why they're not going to reschedule last night's ball game. Um, but but the NFL season will go on. Um, they I, I believe that they will play ball games this this coming week. Yeah. Um, and and – I, on the on the other hand, I believe that this, you know, whatever ends up coming out after the season in terms of who's the one seed in the AFC, who's the two, who's the three, because Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City are the three teams yeah. that were that were up for it. There, that was a huge game relative to the outcome and, and what it could have meant for those organizations. I would I would be willing to bet you that those three organizations will be A-OK with however the NFL yep. plans to handle it, and they'll just move forward accordingly. So, again, the NFL, I, I think, again, not to be insensitive, but the NFL will continue. These teams will play sooner rather than later, and I think everybody will be A-OK with whatever the NFL decides to do relative to last night's game. Real quick, from the Texans' perspective, how they're handling this, the Texans, they gave all their players a day off as they reflected uh, and uh, on the situation and what. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Great to hear the latest on Hamlin's uh, status. Uh, but it's weird as we, we've seen this, it was reported, but we had 
uh, our, our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina, on talking about a lot of connection there. Uh, as, uh, as Kirk Heinish went to high school with uh, DeMar Hamlin, as well as Jimmy Morrissey, uh, reserve offensive lineman, played at Pittsburgh with them. And, uh, and, and many guys, a couple of guys, I know on the defensive line, and Addison and Jerry Hughes played for the Bills. Um, the defensive line coach coached for the Bills last uh, last year. So a lot of connection with the Texans and with DeMar Hamlin. So, uh, you know, prayers to, to all of the people dealing with trauma uh, around around yeah. that situation. Yeah, look, I think this this is something, not not even necessarily to the guys that have direct relationships with him, but I just think as an NFL family, yep. the right thing to do at this point in time uh, is to, and again, I don't mean, I don't mean this, but to almost overreact, like err on the side of 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 over, not react, over responding, right? I mean, whatever it is you think you should do or you need to do, go one step further. And if that's if that's teams not practicing on a Tuesday afternoon um, that typically practice on a Tuesday afternoon, then then uh, then so be it. Five o'clock fire. All right, Clint. Um, was as we look as as the the sports world does. Move on. Uh, the Jim Harbaugh situation is interesting. A couple of years in a row, uh, he is uh, he has been talked about as potentially being a head coach and coming back to the NFL. And after his uh, his Michigan Wolverines uh, were upset by TCU in the college football playoff, that has has come around more. There are reports that Dave Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, is going to meet and com- and, and have a meeting with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, this was Ian Rappaport of NFL Network talking about the potential rumors of Jim Harbaugh uh, returning to the National Football League. Jim Harbaugh seems like he's been in the chat for the Denver Broncos, maybe for the Indianapolis Colts. It seems this is something I've reported with uh, my good friend and colleague Tom Pelissero, who's right over there, uh, that NFL teams are kind of taking the temperature of Jim Harbaugh, and it doesn't seem like those temperatures have been entirely rebuffed. We'll see how much interest Harbaugh actually for real has uh, in the NFL. I know this is something he's kind of danced with. The past couple of years, last year at an interview with the Minnesota Vikings, did not go great, obviously, uh, but maybe back in the same spot. And it does seem, Tom, the Denver Broncos want to swing big. There's some other big names out there, but Harbaugh would definitely be one of them. All right, so Jim Harbaugh, as we hear Denver, Indy, and like I said, uh, there's been reports that Dave Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, uh, wants to meet with Jim Harbaugh. You think, you think we'll hear any connection with Jim Harbaugh with the Houston Texans? I would hope so. Look, if 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 I if I were Cal McNair, if I were Cal McNair, I would do everything in my power to do the exact opposite of what I did last year and the year before, which was it seemed like you went out of your way to attach your your organization's name to to anybody that had never been a head coach and was not being interviewed anywhere else, and 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 names that folks would laugh at and were controversial and and would scream incompetent. Like if I were Cal McNair, I would find a way. To attach my name to Jim Harbaugh, I, I, I would, I would. There is immediately, hopefully, happy tummies. I, I, I would do everything I could to attach my name to Jim Harbaugh. I would do everything I could to attach my name to Eric Bieniemy. I would do everything I could to attach my name to Sean Payton, at least, D'Amico Ryan's. I, 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 I would, I would, I would make sure. I would sit down in a meeting with Nick Casario and say, if you want to keep your job, 
find a way to get Texans and Harbaugh, Texans and D'Amico, Texans, Sean Payton, Texans, Eric B. Get those, get my name associated with those guys immediately. Yeah, I it, that would be that would be a better leadoff than than some of the other candidates they they thought of. But I'm gonna tell you what makes me nervous. Uh, and it's not a surprise. It's something that Brooks Cabina had to say when he was on with us earlier. Check out the Odyssey, uh, the Odyssey app. You can hear that he was on with us at uh, at three forty. But that is Clint is. Well, you'd wonder if Nick Casario, as he said, any guys who have any any want or want to have any kind of push or any kind of decision making suggestions at all in personnel that he doesn't think you could rule those type of guys out with Nick Casario and that he doesn't he that, said you he doesn't think you could rule those guys out. He said out? he think you could. You oh, could you rule could. you could rule yeah. out guys. See, and, there, and I think Jim Harbaugh would be that guy. Well, I, well for me therein lies a major problem. If if in any way, shape or form your general manager is shrinking the, the candidate pool for you as an owner. If you're sitting there and you in and, and accomplished head coaches that that should Zero doubt, no excuse about it. Be on your short list of candidates that you should that you should interview. If that if that candidate pool is be is is shrinking because of your general manager, for any reason, and you're in the shape that the Texans organization's in right now, you got major problems. It can't happen. Well, I'm, I'm with you. It can't yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, because because when I hear that, that to me would say, okay, Sean Payton, that's not even an option. Jim Harbaugh, that's not even an option. That's it. Like those, like that guys, would be a major problem. And those guys me. have to be options. No question, they have to, they they, to be. You got to flip every stone that you possibly can around the guys you just mentioned. Every one of them. Now, if they don't choose to come here, that, that's one thing. But man, you got you got to look at it. Like to, the way that Brooks is talking, about, like I don't even know if they would look at it, it or, or or the meeting would end very quickly if, like, hey man, I I'd like to have some, I'd like to be in a room or, or have some discussion or have some decision-making when it comes to the personnel. Mm, That's what Brooks said. Personnel, you would think those guys. Five o'clock fire. All right. uh, Some news Tyler just said in my ear involving uh, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa, who had signed with the the Giants, that fell through, and there was another deal that was a little, little smaller, still over 300, signed with the Mets, and that potentially fell through with his physical and Tyler, what what's the latest here that if he does sign with the Mets? Yeah, it's being reported uh, that if Carlos Correa's deal with the Mets, um, they're saying it's expected to be quote dramatically different than the twelve year three hundred fifteen million dollar deal he agreed to back in December. So if this deal does happen between Correa and the Mets, it ain't going to be for twelve years and three hundred fifteen million. And it's got, and he has got to have. There must be something seriously concerning showing up there's something i mean to where uh then then you're hearing well it's gonna be dramatically different so i'm guessing ain't nobody going no 12 years ain't nobody going no double digit this feels like well that i mean i think that that lends a little validity to what went on in san francisco right i mean at one point we're sitting there going man did san francisco get buyers remorse and bail clearly clearly there's something there clearly this was a second team yeah yeah. because i mean three uh, uh we'll see what it goes to three years Something million like that, damn Carlos. I hope he's good. Looks like, looks like they trust him to play, just not at that that long term. I'm so deal. curious to know what it is. Yeah, like that, what are they seeing where they're like, whoa? Well, it's got to be something to where 
down the line, they feel like it's it's going to really, really give him problems because it seems like the length. Like, especially if we come back and hear the Mets are like, oh, three years. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Five o'clock fire. All right. Last night, this uh, yesterday, this happened while we were on the air. Some good college football. Tulane. Um, I almost think both upsets. Tulane, they upset USC in a crazy way. Score 16 points in the final four minutes as USC did everything they could uh, to, to lose that game. And then Penn State put it on Utah. I mean, they beat the brakes off Utah. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. That was surprising to me, especially Utah. I've watched them. Boy, it was not a good night uh, and a good day for the Pac-10 or the Pac-12. Well, it, not at all. Their two top teams uh, got beat by a team in Tulane that should not be should not be able to play. Yeah. When you got the best player in in, in the sport, and then man, Penn State just putting I didn't yeah. beat them, just putting it on them. Yeah, a couple things. You know, I think I think when you look at USC, I mean, they they clearly this year their defense was not a strength of theirs, and it was a problem all year long. Um, going into the season, I think most folks knew it was going to be a problem. Um, they, they really addressed some needs in the transfer portal on offense, but defense not so much. Uh, and they, the guys they did get over there, they didn't necessarily hit on. So um, Tulane, I think, is is one, a team that, that we liked a lot but didn't know that they were good enough regardless of, of the shape of, of USC's defense. Didn't think they had the ability to go do that. That was awfully impressive. The other one, the Utah game, Cam Rising went out early in that ball game, and Cam Rising is just the heart and soul of that Utah football team. And from that point forward, they got absolutely demolished. And and their backup quarterback in Utah uh, had zero chance. The biggest the biggest thing everybody's waiting on in Utah now is after Cam Rising getting injured again, is he's got one year of eligibility left. Does he come back or not? And after watching their backup, Utah better hope he comes back. Yeah, yeah. It's just defensively. Utah had a really good defense all year. Yep. They just got ran through by Penn State. All right, coming up, the size conversation on the quarterbacks is getting out of hand. It is getting out of hand, and we will put put the right things you need to have in your mind. We'll discuss that coming up next on The Drive. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, Clint. Uh, I hope you're ready for this. It's it's only January 3rd, and the draft is in late April. Yeah, it's not 12 anymore. It's 1. I, I hope you're ready. You're right. I hope you're ready um, for this because we're going to hear this all the time. The Bryce Young size. He's too, too small to be a quarterback in the NFL. He's too small to draft this high. He's too small. We're going to hear this a lot. And I'll just say this. Like, you know, can we, can we for comparative sake, make it make sense? Like, if you're going to give me this, if you're going to say, hey, you got Bryce Young, you got Josh Allen, you got Justin Herbert, you got Deshaun Watson. You know what? Maybe 
the size thing may matter then. Then maybe those other three guys may I may go I may go to their side because of the size thing. Because they're really good players. They're really good players as well. But you're not going to say, hey, let me get Bryce Young or Derek Carr. Like, no, Derek Carr has great size. Doesn't mean that I'm going to pick him over Ryan Tannehill. No, Ryan Tannehill meets the size requirements, but he's not as good of a football player, I don't believe will be, as Bryce Young. So let's just like make it make it make sense. And I will do it in this draft. Will Levis has all and meets all of the size requirements that everybody wants. Well, when you go watch those two play football, it is pretty clear which guy consistently makes plays and will be the better quarterback. So when you talk about the size thing, yeah, if we're comparing him to Josh Allen, if we're comparing him to to other like elite quarterbacks or really good quarterbacks, well, yeah, maybe I might go with them because the size thing could be a difference. But if you're going to tell me who I can who I can have over the next ten years, Kenny Pickett, who meets the size requirements, or Bryce Young, I'll take Bryce Young every day because he's a better football player yeah. than him. Yeah, I, look, I, I don't. I mean, the size. There was a day and age where si- the size mattered. Um, there was a day and age where you needed to be 6'3", 6'4", be able to drive the wide side comeback from an arm strength perspective. The quarterback position was played in a different manner where you didn't need to change arm slots. You didn't need to, to extend plays. Um, you know, you didn't need to – in fact, they they discouraged you from throwing the ball off platform. And the, the game has just changed significantly since, since that, wa- that was quote-unquote prototypical. Right, the the six three two twenty, and you needed to be that big. The game has changed dramatically, um, so th- there's there's one reason why I think size matters far less now than it did in the past. Um, you look at a lot of folks want to throw out the historical um, data that that bigger quarterbacks have been the, have have won more. There's more examples of bigger quarterbacks, therefore the smaller guys can't play. No, the bigger guys have been given much more opportunity than the small guys. We're we're talking six to eight years, maybe, of guys under six two being taken serious at the draft. Like I'm talking about serious enough to be a top ten draft pick, a first round draft pick. Like we got a very small sample size. So for every one big bodied quarterback, prototypical six three, two hundred twenty quarterback that has success and goes on and wins a bunch of game, produces through the roof, maybe even gets to a Super Bowl and wins a Super Bowl, there's 10 of those same big-bodied guys that didn't work out, right? The, 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 history, the history argument doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me either. So the game has changed. The history, I think, is bogus because it's skewed heavily towards the 6'3", 220 or bigger quarterback getting the, the opportunity and, and getting not just one opportunity but multiple opportunities. And then – Thirdly, to me, if if you look at it, there's a lot of folks that 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 for some reason believe that that injuries are related to or are are directly uh, um, related to the size of a quarterback, and I, I've yet to hear an argument that um, or an opinion, not even an argument that that 
makes sense when it comes. Now, I think, I think generally speaking, like it's clearly easier to throw around a, a 200-pound quarterback than it is a 260-pound quarterback, 255-pound yes. quarterback. The problem is, is you've got you've got right now one or two quarterbacks in the league where they're 250. That they're they're big enough humans where you have a hard time throwing them around. The other 90% of the league is going to get absolutely ragdolled by any 270 to 330 pound Malik Collins. He's, he's going to ragdoll anybody. What he did to Patrick Mahomes, who's 6'3", yeah. 220, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. He's... So the the injury the injury argument doesn't doesn't hold uh, uh, doesn't hold water for me either. Well, I look it, I look at Tua's show. And it's like Tua doesn't get injured because he's hurt. Tua gets injured because he holds the football too long. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 